Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha. And as usual, I'm joined for my fortnightly catch up with my colleague, Jason Durden, Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management at Alpha. Uh, Jason, we not only look at what's happening at the moment um, and what has happened, but you know we're in very interesting times, uh, a week or so away from an American election and just going into the winter period. What does the outlook look like right now? Yes, uh, thanks, Jeremy. A lot of um, sort of uh, risk on the table at the moment in terms of a lot going on. We've actually seen the market quieten a little bit this week. It's a little bit of a risk-off week. Uh, last week we saw uh, quite a bit of premium being put into particularly energy stocks um, ahead of sort of November being the start of the winter proper. Um, obviously, the election uh, beginning to really phase in now as sort of we should know what the result is in about a week's time. So markets just a little jittery there um, in terms of um, a certainty. I think Biden is, is relatively far ahead in the polls. That's giving uh, most markets a signal that he, you know, he could easily win, and on that basis, it's kind of priced in. I think uh, no one writes off Trump, so that's kind of priced in. I really see the big risk for the market is really a contested election. Now, bearing in mind the last two have been relatively boisterous and close affairs, um, anything that ends up on the Supreme Court's desk on uh, on the Wednesday or Thursday morning could be a real problem for the market. Indeed. And, you know, how should we interpret it? Because obviously the Biden campaign has uh, has stressed, you know, a move towards uh, net zero and away from fossil fuels, very different from the Trump administration uh, approach to these matters, perhaps if not uh, directly aligned and more in line aligned with that of in Europe. What the markets expect to happen? I mean, presumably uh, any move away from oil and gas won't result in sudden shutdowns of uh, of production in America and a move away from fracking it would take time to bite uh, is this too far ahead for the markets to take into account in the initial after effects I, I think the nuances of energy policy will be sort of something for much later clearly um, the Biden's Democratic Party is sounding a little more European in its attitude towards carbon a move you know tran- transition I think is a word I've heard several times there and a little bit more in keeping with kind of I suppose more accepted global sort of movement in that direction whereas uh, Trump is you know unashamedly a big supporter of oil and gas um, and sort of a status quo laissez-faire free market approach so obviously that will play out longer term but I don't expect that to have any short-term effect on on the market I think the market is more concerned about uh, sort of um, just having some you know a a short-term some direction some certainty as always Uh, uncertainty is you know always the uh, the foe of the market. Indeed. Well, let's hope some form of certainty in whichever direction emerges quite soon. But of course, there are other factors affecting the oil market production in Saudi Arabia and elsewhere and and the effect of hurricanes. I mean, 2020 has been an extraordinary year. And I gather, you know, the hurricanes are still coming. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, we have Hurricane Zeta in the in the Gulf of Mexico as we speak, expected to make Louisiana landfall in the next sort of 48 hours or so. That obviously is... Uh, 
increasing some risk and we'll have uh, production offline and more disruption to perhaps uh, LNG as well uh, as, as oil. Uh, you know, so we've got that issue there being fairly bullish. We've had this week, we've had, uh, you know, Saudi sort of Russia now are expected to push forward the January uh, OPEC increase in production to later in the spring talk is of a three-month delay there that possibly uh, very much depends on demand but of course the focus for the market this week is all about demand as as we move sort of into a europe and the us are hitting you know big numbers on the on the covid uh, infection rates and uh, hospitalization and um and ultimately death rates are now climbing uh, and that is spooking the market somewhat Indeed. Well, uh, speaking of, um, you know, market balances, what's the sort of power and gas situation looking like in Europe going into this winter? Previously, we discussed, um, you know, planned maintenance at nuclear stations and, and elsewhere. Are things back on track? Supplies looking sufficiently plentiful ahead of the winter demand surge? Well, last week, the wires were full of, uh, you know, um, concern over French uh, availability of uh, nuclear as we sort of round out this year. Um, it's a perennial old story, I'm afraid. It tends to get floated in Q3, um, maybe a little earlier than that in one or two years recently by EDF that they won't have enough or they'll have to revise down production for the end of the year um, which they have done this year to be fair and then we sort of uh, after the market gets very very excited and excitable and lifts prices to you know new highs we tend to see actually we have got enough uh, capacity to get through to the end of the year we've seen French November base load drop 15% this week sort of last week's um, sort of excitement over a couple of uh, reactors that were just generally being, their return date was being delayed somewhat at Dompierre and uh, Cantonon. Those things seem to have passed this week and it's really moved sort of 15% lower on that November price uh, coming out of December. And I think, you know, demand has to play, it's, uh, that, that's very much a supply issue, but demand has to also sort of come into focus there because we've got Macron uh, addressing the French nation tonight. We're expecting uh, lockdowns on all but sort of education and um, various things like that. The news wires are alight this morning with Merkel um, apparently uh, or reportedly pressuring German states into a everything sort of but uh, education lockdown in terms of um, bars and restaurants. I mean, I don't think we're going to see general business shut down in the way it was in the second quarter of the year, just in terms of, you know, we're a bit further downtracked and obviously we we, you know, the economics of the situation mean that nations can't afford to do that anymore. Ultimately, in terms of a market that re is okay supplied, if we adopt various lockdowns that sort of take the edge off of demand, I don't think in a winter scenario we're going to see the 20% power drop that we saw um, in, in Q2. We're not going to have those kind of lockdowns. It's winter, there's demand at home, people are more at home, they're, you know, heating uh, and lighting are now on with the clocks changing. But if we see another, you know, three, five, six percent come out of demand, that just creates a little bit more room, even if uh, we do have a slightly tighter supply outlook. So I think the markets are taking, you know, a bit of confidence there. There's, the, the bullish news is difficult to see at this moment. 
Absolutely. And, it, and it's an interesting question for suppliers and others, because what's the aggregate effect on demand going to be if uh, some business demand remains suppressed, albeit not as far as it was uh, at the start of the pandemic, um, and we see higher than expected, uh, perhaps, uh, demand in, in the domestic sector as people are still working from home. What's the net effect of that going to be? But either way, I suspect sales to business users will be down a bit. And it's not only increasingly, it's a, it, it's a rather depressing outlook, actually, in terms of uh, lockdowns elsewhere in Europe. And the UK is uh, unfortunately very much in line with what's been happening in France and Spain and Italy and elsewhere. So it's difficult to see there won't be some suppression in demand. You know, if, if you were looking at it from the perspective of, a, of an energy generator or, or supplier, is there any light at the end of the tunnel here? And, and could could we indeed, even if the demand reduction is less than uh, earlier on in the year, could we could we see further collapse in prices, do you think? Well, I don't think we'll see a collapse in pricing. I, I think there has been concerted attempts over the summer to normalise prices. And I think that probably has gone a little far in terms of what the reality looks like. I think uh, the premium pushed back in to prices or normalising prices sort of from August onwards has really been not only about you know long-term viability of supply, you know, um, they're not going to sell gas at 18p for any great length of time. They're not going to sell gas at 10p for any great length of time. But obviously, you know, that was the immediate impact. So I think from a supplier's point of view, the outlook here looks a little bit more settled in the winter. And of course, they could have the weather could come to their rescue. I mean, ultimately, at the moment, the Northwest European long-term forecasts are not suggesting anything other than a above seasonal normal uh, wetter than average winter. We're also seeing this week uh, the models suggesting that the cold start to November won't be as sort of uh, uh, as long lived and as as hard as uh, perhaps uh, models were suggesting last week. I think to counter that, we are expecting, or the market is expecting, uh, particularly northeast China, a slightly colder than average winter uh, start to winter, uh, and that's really boosting the LNG price for uh, sort of uh, spot cargoes going into Asia at the moment. All that being said, prices are not historically expensive. They are just expensive viewed in in terms of the distress numbers that we saw during the summer. I think that's a that's an interesting observation actually for consumers. You know, we all get used to these um, low prices very very quickly and start imagining that that's the new normal. But of course, we were in abnormal circumstances, and perhaps people need to be realistic about the sort of prices that are likely to uh, to stabilise um, over the months ahead. Well, thank you very much again for that, uh, Jason. An interesting tour of what's been happening on both sides of the Atlantic. Uh, next time we speak, I imagine things may be a little clearer. But of course, we're all. Uh, reminded of President Clinton's words after a previous election. The people have spoken, but it will take a while to determine exactly what they said. Uh, whether that'll be the case uh, after the 3rd of November or not, um, we will see. Uh, but look forward to catching up with you then. Well, if you found that interesting and would like to find out some more information from us, do have a look at our website, Alpha Energy Group dot com forward slash UK. Have a look at our reports and we hope you join us for a podcast again very soon. 